What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench, our second one for 2019. And we're back from London. We're really excited to uh, be here. The team, 7-3 and three in their last 10. Glad to be back home. Jamoke okay, Davis here with Chris Gary and Jacob Rame, Zach Rosen, and Ryan Dizdier. Uh, we've got a lot to cover. We're going to start off with the double overtime, unfortunately, I have to say, loss to Toronto. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the Knicks game. we got some London stories to tell you. And then we're going to end it with uh, a great win on MLK Day, uh, which was really uh, a big deal for us to be back home and then get right back You're into not basketball. Even tease our all-star picks? And our all-star picks. There you go. Yeah. That's what we'll talk we about all last. all day for this. Oh yeah, it's true. Lots the of last problems. hour, I got I I got a hot take, and Jacob has some hot takes. Ryan, what you got for us? You gonna have some hot takes too? I got some hot takes. Okay, all right, all right. Let's start with the Toronto game. Uh, that was a really, really statement game. Talking about All Star for Bradley Beal, really to put himself on the map, putting this team on his back. Unfortunately, lost to Toronto. Guys, who wants to start first with that game? I want to talk about what happened. After the Raptors game where we sat on a tarmac for five and a half hours. We're going to get to that, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that was a great time. It was. It was. Uh, But let's let's first talk about the Raptors. The game turned from, wow, yep, we're leaving for London after this one. You can tell that the guys are packed and ready for that and haven't thought about this game at all into, oh, wow, we came back to the game, came back from down 23, sent it to overtime, sent it to double over. Well, we had a chance to win at the end of regulation. Uh the Raptors kind of cut off Beal from getting the ball. Jeff Green had to take a tough shot. Um, But, yeah, Beal had the the triple-double. I mean, just an insane performance by him. Um, Just making history, like, with Oscar Robertson, which is you just never would have ever thought that, you know, even as good as we knew Brad would be one day, to be, like, this assist, you know, playmaker as well as scorer, I think he's just – we'll get into, like, why he deserves to be an all-star, but – that was a great, a great example of that he can elevate his game against the best competition. Um, and then I think towards the end of the game, it was just, you know, the you talk about the officiating. Now that I remember the game a little bit, <laughs> we had a lot going on that day. But it was just ironic that, of course, along with that other time when after the Suns game when we had to get to Indy, that went three overtimes. And then this one went two when we were trying to get to London. Um, and I don't know if it threw off our schedules we'll get to, but it probably didn't really matter. But it was just like... Kind of ironic that those were the games that, that that would happen to. I think it sucked to get the loss, but that was a moral victory as much as we hate that term. In the regular no season, no moral victories. But I think in the regular season, <laughs> yeah. when you're undermanned, there is a such thing as a moral victory to come back from home. I mean, this team has only really lost but three home games in the last two months. Mm-hmm. Two of them have been in OT to Boston and Toronto. So that was just it was an awesome game, um, and as much as it sucked to lose, it didn't suck as much as after the game. Yeah. <laughs> Which Jacob is, he's our negative Nancy. He's to let him to tell. talk about. But the, but the thing is, if I could just mention one thing, because a lot of times we're always the team that they sit their star for. And Toronto had their full lineup. We were without John Wall and still took them to a 140-138 overtime loss. But I thought that, you know, having Kawhi Leonard on the court and we were able to compete is why it was a statement game too, right? Well, yeah. 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 I will say that we have faced an abnormal number of teams missing their superstar this year. As we saw. Yeah, and and, uh, as we saw on MLK Day with uh, the Pistons missing Drummond. Which mm-hmm. is he got concussed in the NFC Championship? Yeah. <laughs> makes them play, them playing without Drummond just makes them an entirely different team. It's yeah. it's night and day. And I mean, I know that team is struggling mightily, but 
But, man, they just look so much different without him. Yeah, but I, I think with, with Beal, we're seeing him reach a, a new level of – obviously we know like his we know his skill set. We know that it's grown quite a bit over these last few years. But from a leadership perspective, knowing just how to toe that line, like, um, you know, we saw against the Pistons, like, Brad didn't really need to, like, go off, take over, take a ton of shots. Um, and the Wizards still won. They were still comfortable. They played within their game, and just a, a bunch of guys scored. But against Toronto, he just got that he got that feeling that he needed to take the big shots. He needed to have the ball in his hands. He needed to really step up in that moment. And I think just him being able to figure that out and um, be kind of at an all-time, maybe not an all-time, but a, a really high level of comfort and confidence in his game right now it shows that he can really kind of be a chameleon and, and kind of fit wherever this team needs him. Obviously, that's going to take that's going to mean that he's going to need to step up more often than not. He's going to need to be in the spotlight. He's going to need to take a, a high volume of shots, um, have the ball in his hands quite a bit. But um, that Toronto game was a great example, I think, of he's really reaching a, a level of, uh, I guess, all-star play that I think – and we'll talk about this when we talk about the All-Stars mm-hmm. um, in the East. But he's reaching a level that's, I think, just a smidge higher than the pack of guards in the East that we're going to discuss. Um, and it's been written about a little bit, but we'll, we'll save that. But I think the Toronto game was a good example of him kind of just reaching just like a, a step or two above kind of this pack of All-Star guards that we always talk about. Well, because, Ryan, would it be piggyback of what Chris said – he now knows in his mind John Wall's not coming back the rest of this season. So there's no ex- not excuse is not the right word, but just he he can be he can play free. There's not like a, oh well I was trying to fill in, but I know John's gonna come back, so I don't I didn't really feel completely comfortable in taking that leadership I am the star role and not being in a selfish way, but knowing that when this team needs a bucket or needs someone to get them to galvanize behind. Beal's a guy. Yeah, and he mentioned that after the game in London, um, he was addressing the media, and he said that, you know, they know it's not like last year where John was going to come back at some point. They know that he's out for the year, and they need to step up. And he said that, yeah, I need to step up, but it's not just me. It's Otto. It's the other guys who have been contributing recently. And, I mean, he's just moving up and down the floor. He looks, like you said, he's playing very freely. Uh, he's still you know, being a hassle on defense and um, disrupting shots and just playing really, really hard. And just kind of to go back to that Toronto game, I think, and obviously we've only played two games since it, but I think that can be kind of a galvanizing uh, game for this team because we've played some exciting games, the Suns game, the Rockets game at home when they didn't have Chris Paul. But that game against a top team with Kawhi playing, and it would have been, I don't want to say easy, but... I don't think anybody would have been too upset or, you know, blamed the guys if they had just said, you know what, we're going to London later today. We got this on our plate. We'll go go and get it done there. But they really fought back and they really showed a lot of character. And um, I know from, you know, what fans were saying about the game, they were really proud of the way that the guys fought and they should be. And I think that moving forward, that's something positive, like Zach said, a moral victory. But 
um, yeah, I mean, Brad, since John's been out, he's been unbelievable. And like what Chris was saying, he's, he's really just joining the upper echelon of players and starting to show why he, and we'll talk about it later, but should be in serious consideration, not just to be an all-star, but to start in the all-star game. So uh, it's now time for Jacob to give us his all-star rant on what started after the Toronto game when, uh, look, let's not play games here. We took a charter flight to London, okay? It was pretty posh to be flying privately on a plane to London, but the weather really wreaked havoc on our travel plans, and Jacob is going to tee it off. Look, I'll be the first to tell you that I <laughs> complain just about more than any other human on the planet. And, yeah, we sat on the tarmac for five and a half hours, you know. And, sure, I didn't play a game against the Raptors, but I still, you know, lived and died emotionally with every bucket. <laughs> so I was exhausted. And, you know, I, it was funny because I kept – I was so – during the first, like, two-ish hours of the delay, I was streaming the, um, the Saints-Eagles game. Ooh. And I kept saying, I hope we don't take off until the Saints-Eagles game is over. Yeah. Because I wanted to stream it till the end. And I certainly got my wish. Could have watched it twice. three and a half more hours. But, you know, I'm full credit to, like, all the all the staff and stuff like that. It was no one's fault. The plane needed to be de-iced. There were no de-icing things. I don't really know what happened. But, but it's, you know, it was just, um, I think the biggest disappointment from, the, from it was that we had to then condense our London trip from four days to three days. Yeah. More or less. And so we had to really cram everything in. But, like... Especially have to get off of the plane. We literally had to get off of the plane, go home at like 2 a.m. My wife was like, D-, she was like, what is going on? What are you doing here? And it was like, oh, yeah, our plane didn't take off and then go back tomorrow to the tomorrow airport. It was wild. Too. Tomorrow night, yeah. too. It was yeah. pretty It was pretty wild. Yeah, to really lose a full day was a little disappointing. But uh, like you guys both said, there was nothing that anybody could do about it. I felt really bad. Um, for like the crew of trying to like, <laughs> like, just kind of like massage the situation, and be like, well, like we're doing this and this and this, and at some point the hours and the you know the law unfortunately just ran out. I so had British tea I, in the back of the plane with some of the flight attendants. There they you were go. all from. Don't tell your wife that. Yeah. <laughs> They were all from Britain, so I was asking them terms, favorite places to go. I got a new soccer team I'm going to root for, Coventry. Shout out to Coventry. Because several of the flight attendants were from Coventry. and they're like, what, it's like, what tier are they in? They're like tier B. They were like, we're the lowest, lowest team. I was like, you know what? You you ladies are awesome. I'm going to root for you. They said they call, they call them Cubbirds. But she said, don't call anybody birds when you're in London. But she said, we all call right. ourselves the Cubbirds. So, Go yeah. so we lose a day, then we get to London. How exciting was that to land? And Ryan, I'm sorry, you're not going to be in most of this conversation, <laughs> but uh, we can regale you with stories. Well, I landed with a fever what? because <laughs> I get sick everywhere I go. <laughs> Jacob starts sneezing and coughing like two hours left on the flight. And I'm like, oh, is it allergies? Like, oh, no, it could be. And then he keeps going. Guy gets sick after four hours in the air. <laughs> and it was like the temperature was nice on the plane. Like, I don't think anybody yeah. on the whole trip except for Jacob got sick at any time uh, in terms of, like, a flu or a cold or, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Leave it to Jacob. Uh, I mean, yeah, sitting in front of us. But what, what else did you expect? You've known me for a few years now. Do I not get sick at every he possible moment? Yeah, he, he just got sick a second ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but so I was uh, grinding through the first day while sick and not eating was was tough. But we uh, we made it work. We went to uh, 
we went to practice and you know I'm practicing over there so, you know it's very unique with all the media and stuff like that and then I went to the uh, I went to the junior NBA game where uh, Tosh Cloud and Elena Deladon were the coaches and that was a lot of fun um, the the amount of love that the kids there had for Elena and Tosh was awesome they were mobbing them it was very cool um, and yeah and then we got to go to Kensington Palace which was out of control. Well, wait. So I, I got my days mixed up. Which day did the guys from West Ham? That was, that was the first day. That was the first practice. We saw, we yeah. met um, Mikhail Antonio, Adrian, and um, um, Maitland Niles from Arsenal. And uh, they were all great guys. They hobnobbed with the team a little bit. And, you know, I know uh, our Euros especially were hyped to see him. Brad had a good time with Ainsley Maitland Niles. And, yeah. Um, and it was, it was cool. And, um, to see to, to see the mixing of worlds between the Euro soccer players and, uh, and our guys. Which video did better back here, Ryan? Uh, Bradley Beal trying to kick a soccer ball, a kick a basketball like a soccer ball, or Troy Brown taking off his shoes mid-interview? I think the Troy Brown video because <laughs> yeah. I mean it was just hilarious. I mean everyone knows that rookies have certain uh, duties, but to see it in a produced video was really, really was funny so and weird. awesome. It was so weird. Really I think I asked Brad a question. And I looked down I'm like, what is like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, and we've seen Troy at practice do this all the time or shoot around on the road. Especially, he grabs shoes that are already off on the right. ground, but he was like. Like, of course, Jackie's yelling, we got to go. Let's go. bus and all that stuff. And so he just literally took him off his feet mid-interview like he was his butler. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. I would also add that I, I a lot of our guys collected jerseys. I know Bradley Beal got at least one jersey, an Arsenal jersey. I Jan from, is a new closet. But I was just yeah. going to say, Jan Mahinmi <laughs> may have collected more jerseys on this trip than uh, he may have set a London game record. It was unbelievable. He got... Probably like two or three Arsenal jerseys. He Minimum three. And it was. Um, I know he got Lacazette, Aubameyang, and the legend Bobby Pires. Yeah. yeah. So it was just a really cool trip for him. Obviously, being from France, um, and being a huge soccer fan, to see all those guys and Jacob can can talk a little bit about their visit to Arsenal. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, it was just a really cool. We got a. Jan you tell it was a cool trip for Jan. He was in his yeah. element. It was Jan really and I awesome. got a uh, got a personalized tour of. Uh, the Arsenal Stadium from um, Bobby Pires, who's one of the greatest players in Arsenal history. Also a Frenchman, so they spoke a lot in French, and I didn't understand anything they said, but <laughs> that was fine. <laughs> These guys following him. us around yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great. And uh, their facilities there are obviously world-class. It was awesome to see and get out on the pitch yeah, and uh, sit where Unai Emery does and where Arsene Wenger used Unai to. Unai Emery, former Sevilla manager. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and that was that was uh, other than the game. That was the highlight of the trip for me. I've been an Arsenal fan for a long time, and getting to go there. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I couldn't um, go watch Arsenal stomp Chelsea on Saturday. With you, you had to bring that up right now. Oh my I god! I was sitting, yeah. I was sitting right on the edge of the pitch watching the second half. I had to split it with two of our other coworkers, and my dad went with me on the trip, a little father son trip, and uh, my dad. He's picked the second half. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you know, it'll be dramatic in the second half. So I was like, okay, I'll defer to you. All the goals, of course, were in the first half, so we didn't really see much. Just, But anyway, to, to back up, that, that was a really good trip. Um, but you guys detoured uh, to one of the more iconic places in London, Chris. Take it away. What was that experience like with the Beatles and Abbey Road? Yeah, so... I think one of the coolest pieces of content that came out of the week was the photo that we recreated at Abbey Road. So 
it is. I don't think that's. Is, a, I don't think you think that. I think that is what's yeah. the coolest. Kind so of actually, so <laughs> so I didn't think about this at the time. I didn't know this at the time, but um, this year is also the 50th anniversary of the yeah. Beatles Abbey Road um, album. That iconic photo of them walking across the street, um, and so we were lucky enough on this trip to have obviously our team, um, G Wiz, George Mirasan, and Elena Deladon from the Mystics. Um, on our trip with us and so we had a really unique opportunity to recreate that photo of the four Beatles walking across the street with Brad, Elena, Say it again, four, George. right? Yeah. Not like four. five like yeah. the Knicks. Yeah. Four. What are you doing with, with five? <laughs> Who so, was the fifth Beatle, guys? Yeah, they got so, slammed online. Yeah. So our four, our four They literally was... copied us and threw a fifth Beatle in. Like, what? <laughs> They're starting five. That always changes every game. Right. So our four um, was super unique. I think, I think we, as an organization, not other, not a lot of other teams could pull that off. Just who is who was involved. Um, our photographer Ned Dishman did an awesome job, both directing traffic literally, and you know making sure that the photo was and tell them where they were coming from, how each player yeah, was coming so, from. And the, each the, the text chain of getting everybody to that place. <laughs> yeah, was, so was each legendary. player, each player was coming from a different she part was of London. Isn't really a player. Uh, sorry, each each <laughs> a legend entity. <laughs> each entity, each asset was coming. Called the assets, sure. Each asset was coming from a different part of London uh, at the time, and everybody arrived within Gee probably whiz, ten took to the fifteen tubes. minutes. Yeah, everybody arrived within a 10 to 15 minute interval of when we were scheduled to be there. So from from a logistical perspective, it was awesome. Uh, the execution was awesome. Again, Ned did a great job. Amy Brillhart did a, also an awesome job of directing traffic. A couple of folks from the NBA did a great job of directing traffic. We got honked at a lot. Big shout out um, to Shannon Clancy for getting George there on yeah. top. Um, but the, the photo ended up being really awesome. And, and notwithstanding how cool it was to be there, um, the Abbey Road studios are also right there. So, like, with that famous crossing, if you go down the street by maybe 10 steps, yeah. um, the Abbey Road studios where the Beatles recorded that album, and I would imagine others, um, is right there on the left. And uh, it was just really cool. If, if I think the Beatles have transcended a lot in history and, you know, um, in culture. It's a pretty hot and take. so <laughs> they, you know, it's just to see uh, where a band that famous and that's lived on for that long um, is pretty cool. And the photo was awesome. I think everybody had a good time doing it, even though it kind of started to rain a little bit. Y'all um, shut down traffic was cool. for, for each one of you. To, well, at least you had an Instagram photo. You were on Yeah, quite a bit of too, us. Right? After after Brad and Elaine and everybody left, we did our did our best to take our own photos, too. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, the rest of the day was, was awesome. The, the tr- just the trip in general. I'd never been to London, and so seeing all the things, the team photo and at the Tower Bridge and driving by Westminster Abbey and Parliament and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it was. It was really, really, really cool experience. One last tidbit for Beatles story. Uh, our bus driver told us that, I guess, the, the rooftop where they performed their last, I guess, live concert, whatever, is now an Abercrombie and Fitch kids store. <laughs> and they refuse to let people go on the roof. I guess they get asked all the time, hey, can I go check out the roof? And they're like, no. But it's... Uh, yeah, I'm glad you were able to experience that, Chris. Um, okay, so going from that experience to the game, Zach, how much fun was it to be at this O2 World Arena, and what was your experience like of game day? I got there super early. Or we all tubed over. They grabbed some lunch, and I just kind of walked around trying to figure out the arena because yeah. anytime we go to a new arena, and I mean, we haven't been to all of them on the road, like each individually by any means, so... 
I always try to like get the landscape of it, figure out where the media room is, the bathroom, or locker room, and all that stuff. It was so spread out because it's like they don't they don't have events like this very often, mm-hmm. you know. And so a lot of the, the employees there didn't really know where certain things were. I was like, "Where's the mix zone?" And it was literally in front of us, and mm-hmm. three different people didn't know where it was. Yeah, because uh, that's where Ted was going to speak before the game. But I mean, it was a very cool experience. There was it was like. It, it was probably as close to All-Star more so than a playoff game based yeah. on how much media was there. The NBA had so many people there. We had so many people there. Uh, all the, the outlets in Europe had so many people there. So, like, getting around um, was a little difficult at times, but there was a lot of floor space, which I think was good. Um, the crowd was awesome. I think it was definitely more Knicks fans, but as you saw the Wizards come back into the game, the crowd got louder. I mean, you'd have borderline fans, and then there was still a good Wizards contingent there. Um, and, of course, we brought a ton of people that were cheering. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think we all felt like the Wizards were going to come back to that game, but the way they did it to le- uh, limit the Knicks to, like, 11 points in the fourth quarter and then the winning bucket was cool. Um, the the media around me had no idea what happened. Or what Everybody a was, was. Or what a goaltend was. If Everybody was the, asking. Yeah, if you read the recap, <laughs> if you read the recaps in Europe, the way they try to explain what a goaltend is is so funny. Yeah. I think Dan Steinberg did like a, a recap of it in one yeah. of his newsletters. Yeah. You know, Shout out to Ryan also. One is uh, he used to be a former junior reporter here. His parents oh, took Ryan. him there for his yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah. Not Ryan this Ryan. Ryan. Different Ryan. Ryan. Bob. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I went behind the bench with about a minute left after the Knicks retook the lead, and then when and we he got was on TV constantly during that minute. Apparently, apparently. Yeah. how about that? And but I didn't realize there were three seconds left at the end because yeah. I kind of blacked out walking over there you you're watching the game and trying to not trip in front of everybody and then i was like oh geez we're three seconds i better get my phone out in case something happens got an incredible video of thomas bryant where he just (laughs) drops an f yeah (laughs) couldn't post it but man that probably one of the best videos you'll see probably the second best one i've ever gotten after the john wall this is my city one yeah I still, I still, I'll never forget you with that John Wall. This is my city. You know, there's something that comes over you when you know you're about to post something that goes viral, and I know it's running one of Rosen's first viral videos he took, and like yeah. he's like his hands were like literally shaking as he's yeah. posting yeah. it. Oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, calm down, just get it out. But Especially it was, it was because amazing. of the moment, it was like yeah. we were all just. I mean, we don't need to relive John's shot from two years ago, but yeah. that was that was awesome. Yeah, that was but yeah. Good it, obviously, the team was fired up. Um, Made we, for a much better flight home with yeah. the win. The yeah, next absolutely. day. And then after the game, of course, we were all in the hotel just having a good time. I we know. We went like 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. I feel yeah. like just everybody having drinks and yeah. everybody. getting some food. Yeah. And it was a good win. A time. Even Karan Butler showed up for a little bit, former. <laughs> yeah. which, which I totally forgot about Kensington Palace. He was there. No, yeah, just there. about us talking about Kensington oh. Palace having dinner I mean, there was, and the players. It was special. It was special. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think. I was really ill. Yeah. I, was, I was really <laughs> ill during the Kensington Palace. I did. You did. I wasn't going to miss going to Kensington Palace, but I did not feel good. Yeah. No. It's uh, I think I took uh, Theraflu the, almost the entire trip until Thursday. I felt better. Damn. Yeah. But, yeah, I was drugged up. But it was a great trip. I'm yeah. glad the Wizards came home with a win. Um, I think we all were. It was a flight home. Everybody was just asleep because I didn't take the flight back. It was a good flight. Yeah. It was easy. Easy flight. Really easy. Yeah. Didn't longer, but didn't feel too much longer, I didn't think. Yeah. I actually did get more sleep on the way back. Funny enough, like of course, and I don't need it as much. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Was really it quiet in the office, Ryan? You were excited to have everybody back? Yeah, no, good to have everyone back. But 
um, just real quick, during the final sequence, when I'm like watching the game at home, I don't watch with the sound on, so I can make sure that, like the editing software, the sound is good in Premiere. So I didn't know what happened at first, so it took me uh, a little bit to figure it out. I was... <laughs> I put something in our group message like, oh, it just happened, and then I turned the sound <laughs> on and was like, yeah, I should probably just listen and just yeah, try to figure that it out. Was also, and, of course, Buck might be the best play-by-play guy in the league to explain rules. He's yeah, so in tune with the referee. And I, because I rewatched the end, and yeah. the way he explained it was so good, um, just going through what happened. Um, and it's, it's just difficult, especially when you don't, like that's such a rare thing to happen a goaltend at the end of the game like mm-hmm. yeah. I was, yeah, the guy so I was odd. sitting next to was from ESPN FC and he I, you know he, when he introduced himself to me he was like I don't know anybody that's on the court right now and wow. I was like all yeah. right I'll tell you about the guys that are playing and you tell me about the soccer stars that walk in yeah, yeah and so yeah. We, we exchanged yeah. info but he he literally had never heard of a goaltend before what he was a he was a great dude mm-hmm. you think um, that shot was going in Yes. Yeah. It looked it sure. just, yeah. such an effective shooter too. Yeah. So yeah. I get no question. Yeah. Did y'all go to the Indigo party? The what? The party at the Indigo, whatever that club outside of Old Trafford afterwards. Have time. We had no. to do post games. So. Yeah. I had to get Jan Mahimi taking photos with all my Obama Yang. Yeah. Right. I had to ask a question at Beal's press conference because I was the only American reporter. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, and then some Polish guy asked him that John Wall question. I was like, oh man, he just had to be from Poland, didn't he? Oh, of course. Man. Yeah. yeah. So. Dang. All right. It was a anyway. good trip. And then we come back home. And smoke the pistons. And, yep, wire to and wire. take care of the pistons. No, it was not wire to wire. We were trailing by one at one point. One. Yeah. Oh, that's by true. one point. It was a big deficit. Um. How, how confident are yeah, we in, five, in the, uh, the turn of this team and making a playoff spot? And It's like a, a different team than it was two weeks ago. It's yes? A, it's just more so who we've played. Yeah. But I'm a bit concerned about Thursday. Yeah. That, yeah. Team, that team coming in Thursday is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. The Warriors have Boogie back. Not that they needed him. Um, but I would say the way that the Wizards have played recently is it's certainly encouraging. I mean – the the playoff a playoff spot is there to be taken and certainly what we saw last night against the Pistons I know that they didn't have Andre Drummond who's an All Star level big mm-hmm. um, but the way that the Wizards played against the the Pistons they last never night, let the Pistons close to getting back in that game not yeah. even a little and it was just so obvious that I, I know maybe Andre Drummond would have made it closer a little bit but. There's a gap it's, in it's, talent. Yeah, the Wizards have the talent. They have. I think they're playing together better i think they're figuring out kind of where everybody fits in this new structure without john and and certainly you know again still without keith still without dwight um so this group has has found a little bit of consistency and it's it started on defense they were really good defensively last night the pistons were were not making shots either but the, the wizards were good defensively and i think they're getting confidence on that end and they see what can happen when they give a consistent effort Blake Griffin, on the defensive end. Blake Griffin was great for Detroit, and I don't think there was another Piston that played a good game. Yeah. Was, there were only two that scored in double figures. Are like number four in defensive rating in the last ten. I mean, it's yeah. just – it's been a switch. And, I mean, you look at a literal switch because you look at the lineups they play. All these guys are like 6'6 six, six or taller and mm-hmm. can switch on anybody. And even though Brad's probably more so 6'4", he can play bigger because he's strong. He can move well. He knows how to defend. I mean, I just think – the Wizards are they're switching on defense and then Blake said after the game the way that they can they have so many guys who can score 
is tough to just continue to guard. Mm-hmm. And just, to, I mean, you just imagine if everyone was healthy, how that would go. And, you know, we don't, we don't know here or there what it's all cause and effect. Maybe we never trade for Ariza if things click and stuff like that. But Ariza's been spectacular. That's how, That was my next and question. Otto, Are we going to look back yeah, on this Otto's, and say Otto's that so back. Been, That's the name great. of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Otto is Otto is playing out of his mind, and it's not just everyone's like, oh, he's such a great shooter. Like the guy's just a. I know, like Brad hates the term glue guy, but like Otto is such a glue guy, and Ariza's a glue guy. Sato mm-hmm. is Jeff a, is a glue guy. Je- yeah, I mean, you have an all star, and then you surround him with, you know, one of the best European players in the league right now, in Sato, and then all these glue guys. Thomas Bryant is good. Uh, Jan's come in and played really well recently, in my opinion. And yeah, I mean, it's just a fun team. I, I'm worried about Thursday because we have a game Friday more so that we need to win. I'm also worried yeah. because the Warriors have won eight consecutive games, and I don't think anybody's going to beat them this year. Speaking of, yeah. we have a road trip coming up. The of course the Magic Hawks game is on NBA TV right now, and in the background, the Hawks have a seven game road trip coming up. <laughs> what the hell is that? An <laughs> East Coast game. team on a seven game road trip? <laughs> yeah, That's there must be something happening in there Atlanta. Has to be. More renovations. Is it wait? It's not the Super Bowl, is it? Yeah, that's why. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's why. Oh, oh, have you wow. heard of the? I don't. Can we can't say that? We'll have to bleep that out. No, yeah. for some reason I had I had we a call it the big game. I had yeah. a different um, city in my head for the Super Bowl this year, so I totally messed that Jamoke up. Okay, thought it was in Nova Scotia this I year. I did. Okay, <laughs> all so, stars. Uh, speaking of that, to pivot, if you land in Reykjavik for a layover, but I actually had to touch the ground. Does that consider me actually being able to tell people that I went to Iceland? Do you I don't have to care. get off the fu- the plane. <laughs> yeah, I had no, to I like get care. off of the plane no, on a layover. Go back. Also, Jamoke, you have to leave the airport. One of my sto- oh. one of my stories was that apparently Jamoke lost something. Oh, the they, laptop. Yeah. Oh man, Jamoke. well, no, that's another thing. He lost his laptop at the arena. I did. Jamoke, I did. Okay, Jamoke, for three quarters. Oh, God, no, for I, three have quarters. To, I have to tell this story really quickly. Jamoke comes up to Chris and I and just goes. My laptop was stolen. I go, Jamoke, did you check with NBA security or O2 Arena security and see if anybody found it? No, I have too much to do. I'll deal with it later. My laptop was stolen. And he's going around the arena telling anybody that'll listen that his laptop was stolen. He said it in and of eight course, languages. And of course, NBA security had it the entire time because Jamoke no, simply misplaced no, no, it. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't have the entire time. So NBA, it wasn't when I linked up with NBA security, we were walking into the arena to start whatever the process is to search after the game. And it was right there. It was literally sitting there. And then after the NBA security guy leaves, I was like, oh, here's my laptop. Some dude says, comes up to me. I guess I didn't tell you this part. He's like, oh, yeah, it was sitting on a chair over there by the media row. I just happened to see it, and I just put it over here. I figured it was somebody. Jamoke somebody was just was, running around. I my laptop's been stolen. My laptop's been stolen. What else did Jamoke lose, Zach? Well, apparently I heard this from a source at the airport in Reykjavik. I have sources everywhere, Jamoke. <laughs> Apparently, someone yelled, or on the intercom, they go, Hamoke Davis, please report to something. Apparently, he lost another thing at security. Or, no, you know. they sequestered me. It oh, was one of those, like, him. they want to do a background check oh, okay. on me and, like, well, two Hamoke old ladies. Well, got in trouble yeah. there, too. Two so old ladies. I know you in Iceland yeah. now. <laughs> in Iceland. Yeah. All right, let's get all-star enough with Jamoke losing stuff. <laughs> all right, um, so it was an all-star trip. Uh, we returned here. Um, had a great time. Bradley Beal was awesome. Even Coach Brooks said in his post-game press conference, uh, excuse me, in the locker room after the London game, that like, luckily we won because Brad finally showed up in the fourth quarter. He is our all-star. 
Um, but we expect for him to be an all-star in Charlotte this year too, right, guys? So, so I think I think the way we should do this is we should go through, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read. I think that I have, you know, I think we should. I'm gonna read ten players okay. that I think. In, I think there are ten players in both conferences that probably we're all gonna agree are in the game for the most uh-huh. part. And then if anybody disagrees, they can speak up. But if not, we'll go through our last two okay. and discuss who we have as the first as are two in and two out and why. Okay. My one disclaimer is that if Dwayne Wade gets voted into this, it's going to mess everything up. Well, but, it's, yeah. Right, but that's Cal we're Ripken. Not, it's Cal Ripken. you got to vote him in. I, let's no, assume, let's he, doesn't, assume yeah, he doesn't for this purpose. So in the East, I think that we all probably have um, Kyrie, Brad, Giannis, Kawhi, Joel, Ben Simmons, Kemba Walker, Victor Oladipo, Blake Griffin, and Nikola Vucevic. Does anybody not have Vucevic in? I put him in last second. Some no, some people have convinced me now that he deserves it. More his so, numbers are unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. but more so yeah. because the rest of the the East just doesn't have a lot of front court. No, presence. and so and so does everybody have those ten in? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right, so let's go through. Some people don't have Simmons, which I think is ridiculous because he's been well, he's a, defensively he's, incredible, yeah. and he's one of the best playmakers in the league. He's a one hundred percent. And you can't give him the ball at the end of the game to make it oh, funny. Shot. Yeah. Um. All right, but so let's go through and discuss our last two. Um, who you who you who you have in and who you have just out. So the way I looked at it is that it, the Bucks should have two players and the Raptors should have two players and I I really couldn't think of an argument to put D'Angelo Russell in the game, especially after looking at his Oh, his, I can. No, his, well they've been awesome lately. <laughs> the Nets are actually like seventeen and five in yeah, the last probably, 22. That's pretty much my argument. But <laughs> but if you look at their stats, like Russell he he's a, a scorer, but he doesn't make a huge difference when he's not in the game versus when he is in the game, the on off stuff. So I he's probably like third, but I think Kyle Lowry's, you know, second in the league in assists to Russ. He's just a winning player. You saw what he can do outside of the box score against the Wizards in that double O T game. I I have hit had him over Siakam just because I just think he's more valuable to their team. Siakam is probably gonna be an all star one day, but I I just don't I, I can't be like Pascal Siakam an all-star. I think that's absurd in my head right now. And then uh, Chris Middleton is my final front court guy because the Bucks should have two. He's probably their second-best player, although Bledsoe's had a great year uh, in parentheses contract year. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> I think the other Buck that you consider is Malcolm Brogdon, who's been really good. But kind of like Siakam, you just it's hard to say that guy should be your all-star. Um, but yeah, apologies to D'Angelo Russell's Russell. No apologies to Jimmy Butler. Sorry, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. But he's had three it. game winners for Philly care. since he's been right. here. So right. is Spencer. Okay, you go. You go next. Spencer okay. Dinwiddie, I think, is also. That's, hit okay, three. that's what I was going to say. Spencer no. Dinwiddie is is, is, is one out. No out. Okay. And Siakam out. are the two that are barely out. Okay. I just think that. To me, I feel like Dinwiddie is probably the unsung hero for Brooklyn. While everybody remembers, it's D'Angelo Russell. But I think Dinwiddie has the been numbers will, great. Would but disagree I disagree with you. Yeah, I th- Dinwiddie's good a, though. I don't know if he's, he's an all star. No, but so I say who you have in? I think Jimmy Butler <sighs> should be in. It's, it's fine because he's had several moments for this team where he put him on his back in the last second. I mean, how can you? How can you like? So do ignore you not have that? Ben Simmons in then, or you have three Sixers? Three Sixers, and only one. How, who, okay, so who's your who's last, your last guy? Jamoke didn't prep for this. No, 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 I was no. no. Say John I, Collins. No, no. <laughs> I have John Collins just out. I like. How that could guy. you not Go have here. a second Celtic in there? Because oh. they're not that good. Yeah, they're playing. How can you not have a second Buck or Raptor? They're much Jamoke, better. Jamoke, just pick your player and move Jason along. Jason Tatum. 
Why? I don't know about All right. That. We're All moving right. on. Moving on. I'm done That's with a hot take. Um, I said I had a hot take. I like fine. Jason Tatum. I think he's been behind Ka- Ka- uh, Ka- Kawhi Leonard. Behind Kyrie Irving. Can you name another player who's been as good for the team? Right. I would not take a second Celtic. I could name four Raptors who have been better than Jason Tatum. Danny Green, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, and Danny Jonas Green Valanciunas. is a spot-up shooter. Jonas Valanciunas is, is hurt. Danny Green he's is been statistically hurt half the, the most important player in he the league He has been. Year. I don't disagree with that, but I don't think he's an all-star. I just think he's been Jason Tatum will them. have a lovely time in the okay. Rising, in the rising right. Stars game. Okay. Good try, Javok. Thanks. Ryan, go ahead. Um, I have Kyle Lowry um, hesitantly, and I don't want to put him in there, even though he's a Nova guy. He was a little before my time. Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry? I have Kyle Lowry and good. D'Angelo, but I didn't want to put Lowry in because he definitely has taken a, like a step back and, um, you know, a backseat to Kawhi. I mean, he's shooting worst three-point field goal percentage since 09-2010 uh, yeah. and lowest points per game since 2012-13. But he does a lot uh, that doesn't show up in the box score. And like Zach said, he's a winning player. My, yeah, and my other thing for Lowry is I just know he's going to get voted in. Anyway, yeah, exactly. So I might as it's well a reputation right. thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, if I were in charge, I would not put him in. But, um, you know, I digress. And then D'Angelo Russell, I, I think – um, again, if, if I were in charge of everything, then I would reward him for really coming coming into his own this year, uh, putting you know making people forget about the kind of debacle that was a stint with Nick the Young? Lakers. Oh, yeah, the exactly. Debacle. And oh. he's just really been you know, and we we saw when they played here the first time, he really just cooked us, and yeah. he's so effective and um, just so exciting with the ball in his hands. And he's really developing into a leader for that team, and the prob- I think that's cool. The problem, though, with that is then you're, that's not a legal lineup because you only have two front court players. So you'd have to have – then this is the I, issue. I also took yeah. an illegal lineup. I yeah. don't care. I'm just saying like, that's one of the reasons one of these players won't get in. They're going to have to pick a front court guy. Fine. Yeah, my my last two in were, I think, the same as Zach's. I- I picked Middleton and, and Lowry. You're copycats. I'll go Middleton so, instead of Russell. So the yeah. thing about no way. Russell the thing about in. Middleton, <laughs> Russell over Lowry. I have Russell in over Lowry. Okay. Yeah. The That's thing fine. about the thing about Middleton to me is that well, two things. One, obviously the Bucks have been outstanding, and obviously Giannis is the lead reason why the Bucks have been outstanding. Bledsoe is another one of those reasons. But when I watch the Bucks play, and if I'm like when we're just sitting there in the arena watching the Bucks play, and this was even more evident without Giannis. If I'm watching them ha- have a possession, the player that I'm worried about if it just gets the ball in his hands and he either has a mismatch or has to score is Chris Middleton. And it's because he can shoot and he can he can get buckets from pretty much everywhere on the floor. We talk about Brad's ability to do that. Middleton is not Brad Beal, but he has that same kind of factor to him where I feel like if he gets an inch or he has some space to pull up, I'm worried that he's going to make it. And I don't feel that way about too many other bucks. And so that was kind of like my process in eliminating. My first guys out were Bledsoe and, and D'Angelo Russell. Um, but I gave it to Middleton just because I feel like he's more of an all-around threat. Like if he's open, if he's open, you really don't want him shooting it more, over, more, the, more so than Bledsoe. Um, maybe you give Bledsoe an edge in how he defends and, and maybe how he can attack the rim. But Middleton can, Middleton can do those things too, so that's why I went with Chris. So I went with D'Angelo Russell and Eric Bledsoe, and I know that I have your first two out. But my first, my last two in. Last two in. And I know that this is an illegal roster, and I'm going to choose not to care. 
Um, Got him. Uh, if, if so, I would I would switch I would switch Bledsoe and Middleton if if I'm creating a legal if you roster. Had to, yeah, um, I just think but, the, the but I do think I too. think that Bledsoe overall has been more valuable to them has than than Middleton this season. He's kind of and their engine. I want I want to give the Nets an All Star, and I and that's and D'Angelo Russell has been electric for them, and so. I want I want him in the game. I I want Brooklyn to Brooklyn has overachieved yeah. by leaps and bounds this season. They two games over five hundred, and they yeah. have been dominant of late. And they should not be this good. And D'Angelo Russell to me is the primary reason why. Look, I wanted to give I wanted to give two All Star spots to the Raptors, but I just don't think that I'm not I'm not I'm not a big Lowry guy. What about Rodian's Kirks? Um, I, I love him in the world. I love him in the world game in the Rising Stars game. Yeah, that's um, I want. I honestly, I wanted to give the Pacers a second All Star, but I don't think that Turner, Sabonis, Bogdanovich have done enough to be an All Star. Um, but and for me, for me, the best the best player in the East to not be an All Star right now is probably John Collins. Jason Tatum. <laughs> no, well, uh, John, is, Collins. Is John John Collins has been spectacular, but yeah. I'm not giving the Hawks an All Star yeah. this year. I think one of the problems. It's a good problem to have for these teams is that they're such good teams because they have so many good players. Right. I mean, the Pacers, I mean, have been so good, and yeah. I can't give them a second All Star. The Raptors, I mean, you can make big case for Kyle Lowry. He's gonna he's gonna make the All Star team. Um, you Siakam can some, Siakam too. too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because I feel like Siakam, the same thing you were saying, right? Just he's like now. the Al Horford of last year. Sure. Mm-hmm. Siakam. Yeah. I mean, and look, and I thought really about. But he's, I thought like about Middle, not, he's like what you were saying about Middleton is Siakam. I thought about not taking Griffin just because I, you know I, rewarding After the Pistons, <laughs> but then I watched him and on Monday he's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's, he's he going to be the it. first forward that gets him yeah. um, off the bench. To, to the West, you know, I and I think that I have, uh, I have this this the, these last two are so hard. Well, go over your f- f- first. I'm gonna, go over your ten. I'm, I'm going I'm to read the ten that I think are in for sure. And if okay. any of you guys disagree with these ten, let me know. It's um, James Harden's. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't pass. Um, James Harden's probably going to be an All Star this year. Um, Steph Curry, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, who, who, uh, Damian Lillard. Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. Does oh, anybody yeah, have those play? Any of those players? I have out? nine of the ten. Who do you have out? I don't have LeBron James. I don't have Towns out, but he's one of my last two in. Okay, okay, but, Cat, but you, but Cat still, Daddy. still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's 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 fair. But I just think that those those ten guys are going to make the All Star team. I'd be shocked if they didn't. And I know I didn't really want to reward the Timberwolves, but man, Towns yeah, is. Going it's hard to ignore. I mean, if you're putting, it's in, impossible to ignore. Yeah, if you're honestly. putting in Anthony Davis, it's kind of like the same kind of thing. Yeah. Like they're both sub yeah. five hundred. They're the Heartbeat of their team. They're both uber talented Kentucky bigs. I mean, and Rudy Gobert is not mm-hmm. a, is not a prototypical All Star guy, but man, the value that he yeah. brings on on court for the Jazz is. Yeah. I, when I was doing my yeah. research, I don't you know we don't get to see the West as much as we'd like probably, but like he has been out of well, control good. And the yeah. way that they've played, the way that they've played of late too, like they've turned their season around a little bit. I think they were disappointing the start, and they've started to play better. And that conference is just a murderer's row. It's just so hard. And so yeah, they have to have one, and if they have to have one, I think it's him. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go first to create debate here because Embrace it. Embrace I think debate. that I'm I think that by not having Russ Westbrook on my All Star team, I'm probably gonna bring. But I just I don't you, hate it. Uh, he's going to make the All Star team. He pr- 
probably deserves to, but I just want to like look at a couple of different players because, frankly, he's been a little bit broken of late. Yeah. I do not doubt that Russ is going to figure this out. But LeBron's and, been broken of late. What? I mean, broken health-wise, but not right. broken shot. Uh, LeBron's averaging 28, yeah. 8, and 7. Russ yeah, has but he's been still so hurt, inefficient, though. and right. he's already taking like a lot of inefficient shots. Le- <sighs> LeBron has missed the same amount of games as Kawhi, so you can't fault him for that. All right. Um, yeah, okay, Jamoke. And you, Kawhi's you, all you, purpose. I'd like to hear Jamoke's like hear Jamoke's case that LeBron's Murray, not an all-star. Denver. No, Jamal, uh, so I really wanted to take Jamal Murray because I really wanted to give Denver a second yes, all-star. Yes, yes. But he's, just, he's just not. Oh, my God. He hasn't, he hasn't been good enough to Come be. on. He hasn't been good enough. Give the case. Give the case. Yeah, why should Jamal Murray be an all-star outside of the fact that Because Denver was the number one team in the league until about three three games ago. I want a case for the individual. So individual, Jokic, and then the next guy driving that team was Murray. Right, but I want a case for the... I want you to make your statistical case. I don't for do Jamal statistics. Murray. I yeah, just look at the record. I don't have time for statistics. You're like Bradley oh Beal, not he's a fun numbers to watch. guy. Yeah, he's fun to watch. There you he's go. Excited. Come on. All right. Murray's had two game so winners. Is Thomas Bryant. He's put this team on his back a couple of times. I don't. I just, I'm not even going to dig to get into that. So Jamal Murray. Here. So I have. Um, I thought that uh, Lamarcus Aldridge deserves it, and then my next, my last guy in is probably going to. And so. I really wanted. I really thought that. Um, I thought that the next guy on my list in terms of value he brings to his team was probably Drew Holiday, but I didn't want to give what? another Pelican the yeah. All Star nod. Wow. Um, and then I. I also. I couldn't really distinguish between De'Aaron uh, Fox, Fox and Buddy Heald, yeah. even though I think the Kings oh boy. are probably now on the edge of Kings? deserving an All Star. But those two guys, bro, I just. I just couldn't pull the trigger, so I gave yeah. it to Tobias Harris. Okay. Um, and I think that he, I think the Clippers have been great and have overachieved. And I've always been, in, I've long been an admirer of his game, and I'd love to see him on the All Star team this year. And but I think that he and he and Danilo, no CJ McCollum. He's not no. even on my list. Man. Nurkic deserves it more than McCollum. Nurkic. Agreed. Yeah. Nurkic's um, been spectacular. This um, year. In the same vein as as John Collins, I think that the the most deserving individual player might be. Devin Booker, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not taking a Phoenix Sun this year. Not, not wait. List. I have Kelly Oubre. Uh, oh, so, and Rashawn Holmes. Uh, so I, I did <laughs> put. I did put Westbrook in mind. I, I look. It's it's going to happen, and yeah. it's probably the and it's yeah. probably the right decision. He's been a great defender. Yeah, so, he can't make a shot, but playoff P finally yeah. made a game winner. It's like Ben Simmons, now, Oklahoma huh? City. <laughs> so for Westbrook, the case is obviously when it's a similar thing. It's what I mentioned with Middleton, but it's like two an exponentially higher degree. When Westbrook is on the floor, he is a threat. Yeah. Um, and he is and the center the of West. And he's yeah. the center of the tension still a lot, which is difficult given what we just said about Paul George, that he is a absolute lock for the game and could be a lock to be a starter. You can make that argument. He's been outstanding. He's been so good. Um, what about Steven Adams? Let's go so, no. So Westbrook, like for that reason, he is like it, he's yeah. like the prototypical All Star. He's a high flyer. He gives a ton of effort. Like it's it's that. And then the Spurs, I thought deserved one, and I gave it to Lamarcus Aldridge, um, just because De- DeRozan was a little bit down my first out list, but he's on my first out list as well. He's been pretty good. He's been scoring. DeRozan. He's been scoring pretty well on not a ton of shots. Um, and I, I know the knock on him has been his inefficiency with the Spurs, who. Are always going to be a fairly efficient team. He's 
he's been better in that sense. So I put him on the list. It's really hard to leave Devin Booker at whatever, like 26, 27 points a game it's out. It's 28 right now. Um, really? But the Suns are just yeah, just Zach Levine's averaging a lot too, but right, we exactly. didn't mention him. Exactly, the same thing. Um, Drew Holiday is the other one that's really hard. If you look at the way that they play with or without him, it's, it is staggering um, how different they are without him on the floor. Yeah, I, I think, look, but I, think, I, went with I totally agree with that. I think Drew Holiday deserves to be an all-star, yeah. but the yeah. Pelicans underachieving. Yeah. What about Tim Frazier? <laughs> Best assist percentage in the league, baby. Show, me, give me stats. Why you think Tim Frazier is an all star? Coming up next, um, Schmoke brings down our credibility. Every do, single I do not. I'm supposed to help drive this. You guys All are the right. ones really bringing the debate. The, he likes the 2017 uh, NBA. I like draft. to stir up the pot. I uh, I had Russ because I I just think he's gonna get in, and I think that still you know very. Um, high-end player in this league and I had a different name on my list and I fully intended to not do this but I'm gonna say Luka Doncic what? as my number two because Luka Doncic is an all-star Luka. already so my reasoning for this and it's definitely a little bit of not great logic but I think that Ben Simmons should have been an all-star last year and I think that Luka is overachieving what Ben Simmons did last year and I think for what he's done coming into this league is at such a young age and being so clutch in certain moments and so in a pro since he was I'll like say, five. Yeah. I'll say this: I think it would be, I think it's good for the NBA if he's an All Star because yeah. he brings such he might, electricity. Yeah. He might get voted in anyway. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. I like that pick, Ryan. Which would Thank be, you. It would yeah, be pretty amazing also, if he's starting in like LeBron or KD or Paul George is not. It'd probably be Paul George. But. Ooh, another yeah, guy, another guy we haven't mentioned at all who probably should get talked about. Who just Clay? Clay. Yeah. yeah that was. How the, do we not that, even discuss that was, Clay? That was the name I had. Yeah. Your last out is yeah. Clay Thompson. I don't think the Warriors have been dominant enough to deserve three All Stars. Although he made ten of eleven last night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, he's getting out before he plays the Wizards. That's true. Yeah. I, Clay is always in in consideration. Yeah. He was, so he was on my list, not, of course, no. this year. So wait, got, Ryan, he's one of your last Cousins ones in. My first Luca. One no, you said. Then you said. No. Yeah. So I had, I had written down. I had Westbrook and Clay, but I'm gonna throw Luca in instead of Clay because I love Luca. I think we did a good job of everybody who said, like, oh, my last one was this, my last one was that. We did a good job of giving credit to a lot of guys that are so deserving in the West, and it's just so hard. Um, yeah. When you look at this debate, it, it really illustrates what you see when you look at the standings in the West. Just there's there, there are really there are a ton of really good teams, and then just the talent is just um, it's remarkable. And I yeah. love that we were like, oh, Gordon Hayward and uh, who was the other one? <laughs> That came to the East. Jimmy Butler coming to the East. There goes some spots. Neither of them are going to be yeah, not close even close. Yeah. 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 Well, Jimmy will be close. He won't make it. So um, who was your in and out? Uh, that we Zach. didn't mention in the yeah. first ten. Russ and DeRozan. I just said DeRozan because I think he's he'd get in over Aldridge. I don't think. And based on the roster makeup, there's so many bigs. Like there I think DeRozan gets in. Uh, but his numbers, advanced numbers, are not pretty. But that's also because the Spurs bench is so good, so it skews him and Aldridge's numbers a bit. But like, I don't know. He's not. He's not having his point scoring year, but he's become mm-hmm. a better playmaker. Yeah. We again, we haven't seen the Spurs play. We haven't seen the Jazz play. Like, I, I don't have an eye test on a lot of these guys, but that's just based on what I've read and saw in the stats. No, DeRozan, man. We will see them coming yeah. up this yeah. week. Okay, uh, well, we, we know we can pack our bags for Charlotte. Are y'all up for a road trip? 
No, we're gonna fly, Jamoka. Oh man, come on, let's drive down there together. We'll get we're a minivan. Fly. We gotta Are you go going back to All Star. Gotta go back there anyway. Yeah, right Are you returning? I'm returning. Were you there last? Going on vacation. I'm returning to All Star. Jacob's going to. I know where we're eating in Charlotte. Really? I lived there for four months. Cookout. We're eating at cookout for sure. That's one. Yeah. And then there's a couple barbecue spots. So. Okay. I mean, there are more than a couple barbecue spots, but next our, practice with we'll our allotted time. Funny, yeah. The funny we'll thing discuss. is, I haven't been to Charlotte in like five years, but we're gonna be there twice in a week. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's crazy because then we go. That's the first road yes. trip after so the All Star Fly to game. Florida and then fly to Charlotte and not come back to DC's cold weather. Next practice, yeah, we'll invite. Let, make sure you get that list to Brad Beal, Chris. It's gonna be in a good week. He wants to come with Charlotte's us to go under, Yeah, John. John is his inside too. source. it'll be a good week. Charlotte is not a glamorous All Star city, but it is a. It's a. It's a beautiful it's a city. Fun, it's a beautiful city. The weather city. will be good. Uh, well, the weather will be fine. And uh, This is where they filmed Hunger Games. So yeah. This will be kind of like Hunger Games. Yeah. So we just had It'll our be, own Hunger um, Games for all-star teams. <laughs> I'm just surprised we didn't say Trey Young for all-star. Trey Young! He, now, I'll tell you what. He's <laughs> a good young rookie. He's fun three. to watch. Well, he is fun to watch. Look at him as he, he just, misses <laughs> off the off the bank. He's got to get a haircut, the, man. A yeah, he does. He's got to change his look. But I do like your – I think my favorite pick is a Luka pick. Because I've been it. amazed. That dude yeah. is. I love. I he's do. playing he so well. Make it yeah. As a vote, so. Man, For especially sure. after Mark Cuban drafted Dirk Nowitzki, and now he's got the next best European after Sato. They've got good Euro scouts, huh? Yeah, <laughs> they do. They I mean, do. They've got a, f- a few other guys that have have panned out. Uh, that Mejri guy was a good scout. I mean, he doesn't play as much. Salah Mejri. Yeah, he was. He's yeah. been. He was solid for them for a few years. Didn't they have another few other? Euro guys, uh, I'm trying to remember. They had another. Oh, Kleber's been really good for them. German Kleber. guy. Yeah, he's a great defender. So I don't know. They have good scouts. Good, good scouting wins you a lot of championships. So yeah. Look at the Spurs. That's very true. Um, okay, Mark's so Kleber. coming up, we got Golden State, and then a three-game road trip at Orlando, at Cleveland, and what's the other San team? Antonio. Antonio. And so and the San Antonio game. Yeah. Back to back. Uh, so both sides yeah, woo. Trip. That's going to be rough, but let's hope they do Playing well. Uh, root on your Washington Wizards, Wiz kids, as they are trying to make a push for the playoffs. They're there, there, they're right, right there, having won seven of ten, which is exciting for this team. Really looking forward to seeing uh, what they do and Brad Beal going to the All-Star game. Uh, Whiskers, hope you enjoyed this very long podcast. We almost went an hour. How about that? For Ryan Dizzy and Jacob Rain, Chris Gehring, Zach Rosen, I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now.